Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of the Creators Connect series. If you are a returning subscriber, thank you so much for your love and support. I truly appreciate it. And if you are new here, please do consider subscribing if you like this video. In today's episode of the series, we are joined by a model. Yes, I said it, a model by the name of Letukwe Nama Letualo. She's actually a medical student in the final year, but I brought her onto the show in her capacity as a model. In the show, we talk about Letsy's biggest lesson from shooting her Nivea commercial, and we also learn how she's able to balance her medical degree and her modeling career. So just sit back and relax, and let's connect with Letsy. Okay, I'm ready. I'm on, I'm connected, I'm good. Let's get it rolling. Okay, so uh, I had said thank you so much for taking time again out of your busy schedule to take part in this. Um, I think when I reached out to you initially, the idea was to reach out to you in your capacity as a model. I know you're also a YouTuber and it seems like you are, uh, you have your toes dipped into multiple uh, creative spaces, but I really mm -hmm. did want to bring you on in your capacity as a model to create that diversity with my series. Uh, okay. All right. So my first question would be, um, how did you get into modeling? Tell us the story. How did I get into modeling? I, I always like this question because I feel like whenever I answer, whenever someone asks me this question, it's usually the same answer, but there's always something new added. So I don't know what will come okay. now. <laughs> okay. okay. Um, so I've always wanted to be on TV, right? I grew up, like when I was growing up, we used to like while we were getting ready for school, the the news would be on, and you know I'd usually see these kids, well teenagers really at the time, doing kids news, and I always used to say to my dad, like they're old, they're teenagers, I'm supposed to be doing kids news because I'm a kid, you know, I was still like yeah yeah like, yeah fresh in primary school, and then man, I used to look at a lot of stuff, add a lot of stuff, and I'm like I want to do that, but I come I come from a very small town where. I didn't know anyone who was doing any of that kind of stuff. There was no mm. access to any of that. And then I went on to high school and I was in boarding school, so I still closed off. And when I got to university, I came to Cape Town. So first year in Stellenbosch, I decided, okay, I'm literally in a big city and this yeah. is my time. So when I got to Cape Town, I decided to Google a few modeling agencies and I went for a few interviews. And then once I had options, I chose one and I started my journey then, you know. I, yeah, so it's something that I've always wanted to do. And when I had the opportunity and I was in Cape Town, I was like, okay, literally, I'm taking this and I'm going with it. So once that journey started, I was very happy. Like, love camera. You love it. I, I can see it from like your presence, even in front of the camera on your YouTube channel. It's like, it's so natural. I really admire it. I kind. wish I had that kind of like, you know, pizzazz in front of the camera. It's super cool. Ah, so tell us. Kind. <laughs> <laughs> okay, tell us. I mean, there's, I don't know how much people know about modeling and what it demands. Is it a demanding career? And if so, how demanding is it? Okay. So I'm going to speak myself as I'm for myself because I'm doing this right. part time. I can't do it full, okay. full time because I'm studying. Okay. So I I think it is very demanding. You know, mm. it's a very um discriminating environment of which that's something that you just have to live with. Sure. You know, 
And um, I mean, a lot of changes have been happening over the years, especially recently. And um, but they're very small. Like in the media, it sounds like it's big changes. Miss SA now has plus size models, but the changes mm-hmm. are very, very minuscule. And mm-hmm. um, sure, I don't think we're going to see change anytime soon. To be quite honest, I mean, a lot of brands are actually pushing that. So which slowly pushes the industry to go towards that direction. But um, so I think it is very demanding because. Um, you have to look a certain way, mm-hmm. right? I think like, so when I started joining and I went to a few agencies, like the one of the first agencies that I went to, like the one that I really actually wanted very badly, they told me that um, my height and my circumference don't match what they're looking for. So essentially you're fat, just very diplomatic, wow. Wow. you know? Um, so like, I, I always remember that. I always remember that. And they were like, yeah, we know it's nice out there. It's cool and fashionable, but like for this industry, that's not what we're looking for. So mm-hmm. what you find that a lot of women, especially like African women find themselves in that situation. And that's when people start mm-hmm. going on hectic diets, trying to lose weight, you know, with different means, of course, mostly unhealthy. Mm-hmm. So I think, you know, that's one really like, aspect it can play with your head it can really play with your mind and mm-hmm. also it's just a very competitive space like modeling is very competitive like yeah, you'll yeah. get a hundred models in one room going for that one job and the client is looking just for one girl and you get in there and it's girls that look exactly like you you know are just as passionate and want this just as bad as you do so uh, rejection is a thing so i think that's one thing you also get used to in modeling that you get used to rejection it's just like oh i didn't get this job i'll get the next one I don't mm. get the next one. I'll get the following one. So accepting rejection. And because of the rejection, you're not always working as a model, you know? So also finances sometimes can become an issue if you're not booking you're jobs true. consistently. Because, you know, you book a great job and get paid like the 20, 30K for this job. And um, you don't work for the next two months. You're not booking other jobs, sure. so that's when you need to, you know, you need to be wise with your finances. Because it seems like, oh, my girls have money, but okay, they book that big job. But how many jobs do they have after that that actually pay yeah. well? You know. So there's also that. So yeah, my main things with your question being, you know, how is this industry challenging or what difficulties mm-hmm. are there? I think it's basically like literally like the body image issues that goes into mental health as well. It's the finances and just being able to accept rejection. So that, those have been the main things for me. And just also balancing that with my studies. Like these are both things that I really want to pursue well and want to do well in both of them. And with both of them, I've found that I've had to make sacrifices here and there, pull back on this, go forward with this and vice versa. So I get to do that a lot. But um, I enjoy it. it. It works. It works. So those are the main things to look out for when you're in this industry and just to be aware of. It's actually pretty interesting that you mention um, balancing it out with your uh, degree, which we'll talk to, we'll talk about a little bit later. But I, I'm I'm really interested to know. Uh, you mentioned um, that it's a very competitive space, uh, which yeah. is super cool. Because I have a question right here: is how do you stay on top of the game in this industry? Like, how do you make sure? Like, is there any way you can personally influence your position in getting a, a, a gig or a job or staying on top? of the ranks you know that's a good question i think that's a question that everyone wants answers to like how do i make sure that i'm booking more jobs how do i make sure that i'm performing better than i did last time and to be honest there's no simple answer there's no straightforward answer now a lot of things influence how you perform and how you do in front of that camera so it's just working to improve that so 
I think, you know, things that I've heard from people and within my agency and just my journey over the past five years is like, it's, it's a lot of personal work that you need to do. Like I've found that, you know, I, if I prepare really hard, a lot of those jobs that I book and like if I'm in the mental space where I'm like, okay, you know what, I'm going to journal about this job. I'm going to get it. Like with Nivea, like you were talking about the Nivea commercial, you know. So I I I did a commercial for Nivea last year. This was 2019. I started auditioning for Nivea in 2017. 2017, I went for an audition for Nivea. I didn't get it. 2018, I also auditioned for Nivea and I got a call back. So I, sh- I was shortlisted and I still didn't get it. And then 2019 was my time and then I got it. So I think that's also because it's, 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 it's really been consistently there. Like I was like, I want to work with this brand. I want to do something with this brand. And it yeah. finally came to life because so I, I'm like, I believe in the spiritual aspect of things. Like I, I had 100%. to manifest that. Mm-hmm. I had to manifest that. But also it's just making sure that you have good communications. So like, and good connections with people that you encounter in the industry. The I can literally give you all the casting agencies we use in Cape Town. Like there's only so many, so it's usually the same casting directors. So when you're there, it's just having good energy with them, connecting with them, greeting them, knowing people's names. I think that Mm -hmm. kind of makes a difference because sometimes when I'm in front of the camera or like when I go into the casting, and they're like, "Ah, it's you again." So there's already that connection. So there's already some form of relationship. Not that it influences a great deal, but you know that's something puts you at ease because now you know you've broken the barrier with this person. So when performing in front of the camera and they're directing you and telling you what to do, then life is a bit easier. And uh, practice, 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 practice. You know, we always get briefs. I think the thing with this is that briefs literally you get it the day before two days before you never have like a week to prepare unless it's a callback so just literally practicing i found that it really works it's very awkward in the beginning uh mm-hmm. but just standing in front of your mirror and going through your brief like okay they're looking for a black girl you want her to be natural with natural hair authentic loving so you know those are all the emotions that you try and portray in front of the camera when you're practicing for that if there's a script you go through the script again and again and again until you get it, you know, until you're happy with your performance. Like you do self-tapes, self-recordings for those. And once you get in front of the camera, some things they change, you know, they're like, okay, they asked me to do something different that wasn't in the script. But, you know, you're ready, you're prepared, you kind of have a feel of what they're looking for. Your head is in the right mind space for that. So I think that also really helps. Otherwise, the rest of it is really just timing. If yeah. And are, are you the one they're looking for for this job? You know, like you can work pretty hard and do the best performance, but if it's just not the person they're looking for for that job, then you're not. Unfortunately. Wow. So, that's yeah, crazy. Yeah, I think it's, that's it's, it. it's super cool. You just keep on tapping into questions that I'm going to ask. Um, <laughs> talk, it's crazy. You, you talked about the Nivea commercial, and I mean, that's a big one. That's definitely a big one. And I think my question about that particular commercial is what was your biggest lesson i know you wanted to be on tv you got the chance to be on tv what did you learn i mean obviously you had perceptions about being on tv being a model and being on a shoot you know with with a big brand and then after actual events what was your biggest lesson what were like a wow moment you know (laughs) wow um that's a very good question because I actually mm. have to think about it on the spot now. You can. Take your but, time. Don't worry about it. Mm, I think what I can say is that it affirmed that vision boards work. 
manifesting yeah. works and if mm-hmm. you really want something it really follows you you know and you know, I had like my whole journey with that commercial was it's a story and a half you know so there were a lot of factors that I would have influenced me just not doing it but I literally yeah. still went for it so um just to give you a synopsis of what happened with it so I got the the casting brief I went and it was actually yeah so I got the casting brief and after that so I enjoyed it like so I prepared myself for it I knew you know they were asking me to do this whole action of pretending to see my boyfriend in the backyard <laughs> so the whole thing that I acted out in the and it was weird because you literally it's just someone behind the camera and you so you have to pretend like you're seeing this person and you're happy and then you date you about and there's there. no one <laughs> there's no one <laughs> So, uh, after that, I enjoyed that. That was pretty cool. And um, they called me for a callback. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, that's good. I, I, I felt that I performed well. And I felt like, you know, I, could, I was connected and in the scene. Mm-hmm. And when I got the callback, um, it was during a very stressful academic period. Like, I was, it was one of the most stressful um, theory modules that I was going through. And... Uh. So it was difficult to get out and the timing of the callback was like during lessons. Mm. So it was just such a very conflicting space for me. And when I travel for my casting, so I don't have a car, you can find me one if you want. <laughs> um, I I take a train. So I usually take I a train from Tyler to Cape Town. So as unsafe as it is, that's that's like my mode of transport. I just don't take, you know, um, phones and expensive gadgets because they've stolen yeah. them on the train yeah. as well as I was pursuing my modeling career. So anyway, wow. um, Crazy. I know. And the thing is, it's so cheap. I literally pay eight rand to town and eight rand back. So it's really, and really super cheap. So and that's what I've been using. And it's been working for me. It's working on my student budget. And mm-hmm. obviously, I'm not mobile, so I have to use public transport. But on this particular, but also, you know, it has its own delays. It has its own problems. Yep. So on this particular day, when I had the callback, it was at nine in the morning, and I'm just like, um, saying, um, for that morning, the Uber to town, I was like, okay, I can't have the delays because I need to go in, do my callback, come back straight to class. I was like, okay, I literally paid two fifty to go to town and two fifty back. So for me, that was a lot of money to pay just to go to town when I pay eight rand on the normal, you know. But I was like, you know what? This is what I want, and there's a reason they're calling me back for yep. this, and I'm going to do it. So I went, I went, and when I got there, it was two of us um, that got the call back, and you know, the girl went in, I went in, and the whole time I was like, this is I'm, like the shoot dates are during test week, so I don't know if I'll be able to do it. But I'm here anyway because I want this, you know. It was it. Yo, what <laughs> yo. So I get out, and so I went and lost, and you know, so I asked the director. So he mentioned something about you know he flew in this morning from Joburg. I'm like, oh wow, hectic. So and then I find out that they actually had castings both in Joburg and Cape Town, and it just so happened that in Cape Town it was two of us that go call back. Wow. I know, right? So when I got the job, wow, like, oh. dude. <laughs> Talk about a boost in confidence, dude. What? Right. What? <laughs> what? So, 
yeah so that happened and you know i had to fly in and out to Durban. so i've also been wanting to fly out for a job like i wanted to do a job outside of cape town maybe abroad so i started with joburg and nivia was literally that it opened that door for me mm. so i uh, because it was test week i went up the monday morning i flew in for wardrobe flew down monday night for a test and tuesday morning then tuesday evening i flew back to joburg big <laughs> team <laughs> I'm set. I'm busy with my books. It's open during wardrobe fittings. The minute we get a break, I'm busy I'm studying because I know academics are waiting for me. Yo, TikTok, you know. Yo. So I made that work, and at, after that, I was like, "Yo, this is this is great. I enjoyed this. It was a lot of pressure. It was really mm. stressful, mm. but I was literally in the moment. Like when I was on set, and you know, we were shooting. I was like, you know what? I don't like. I'm taking everything else out of my mind right now, and I'm doing this." And I enjoyed it. So it, it's a very fun, like, experience and memory for me. And yeah, just one of my big milestones in the industry. Well, there's just there's just so much in there. And I mean, you mentioned just now about how you were there with your books anytime you got a moment to read and you're studying. So the question is, how do you balance a modeling career and a medical degree? I mean, that's just like mind blowing. I can't balance a <laughs> photography career and a commerce degree, <laughs> but somehow <laughs> you're managing to do a medical degree and a modeling degree, which both are evidently very demanding. How do you do it? I don't think you find a balance. Wow. I, I, I don't, I don't think, at least I don't think I found a balance. Like now I'm doing my final year and I've stopped modeling for the year. Like I had to make that decision that, mm. Okay, this year needs full focus in my academics. Whereas for the past five years, I've been able to juggle both. And I really don't think I have found a balance, but I just found a way to know what I'm willing to sacrifice at that moment. Mm. You know, like with the Nivea job, right? So because I knew that the callback was coming up, so I knew about the callback like a week prior, I pushed with my studying so that when mm. I study on set, it's more like revision and not like hectic, you know, learning new concepts. So in that space, I had to like work harder beforehand because I know like the day before that test, I'll yeah. be busy changing in and out of clothes for clients the sure. whole day, you know, preparing for the shoot. Mm. So, and you know, sometimes I had to skip jobs. You know, they 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 are they are costing um, briefs that I get sent from my agency, and they're like, listen, we think you fit this job. They're looking for a girl like this, like this. They want mm. you to act the scene out, and we think you're perfect for the job. And I'm just like, yo, I can't. I literally yeah. can't. Like, I have a hectic academic sure. And, like, it's probably a job that I want as well, just as hard, you know, because you work together with the agency. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I can't, you know. So I think it's 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 been a give and take thing for me. I don't think I've ever found a balance, but I've found a way to work with it and knowing mm-hmm. which side am I going to sacrifice this, yeah. this time and is it worth it? Because obviously, you know, academics really are my priority, but I still love this and I don't want to neglect it because now I'm pursuing my, this career to be a doctor. You know, um, I think they can, you know, I can do them at the same time, which I've done, you know, for the past few years. But, you know, striking a balance is difficult, you know, because with this stuff, you can't even plan. With modeling, you can't plan in advance, you know. 
they tell you a day before that, okay, they want you this time at 10 o'clock, you have a costing at this studio. At 11, they want you there. At 1 p.m., you have a call back. And you just have to be there, you know, because, mm-hmm. you know, you that's how it is. That's how it and is. if you're not there, then you lose the job. Then there's the next girl, you know. Mm-hmm. So when I started working, there's a commercial that I shot for Colgate. That's when I, I first realized how difficult this is. Mm-hmm. So it clashed with the date when I had a test. Sure. Sure. And I, t- I told her, yeah, <laughs> and I confirmed the job. So the client had confirmed me. They said they want me for this job. I beat it for my casting and the callback. They said, okay, you you are the one who went for this job. These are the shooting dates and times. I called my agency. I told them, like, guys, I have a test on that day. Can we move it? They're like, bro, this is a business. You know, um, they, if you don't want to do the shoot, they'll just find another girl. Oh, my days. Like, you're replaceable. Oh, you know, you're replaceable days. in this industry. <laughs> Crazy. Oh my so, for me, it's literally been that juggling the two, like realizing, okay, I have a test this day. And as much as I want this job, as much as it's paying well, I don't know if I can do it, mm. you know? And sometimes I'm like, okay, this module is not that hectic. You know, I can put in a few hours every night and then I'll still be able to do, go for my castings this week mm-hmm. and probably go for my callbacks and do a shoot. So... I don't think there's a balance. I mean, maybe some people have found that, but I don't think there is. I think it just depends on the situation, on the modules you're doing. It's very contextual. Wow. 